Good morning. How are you guys? Doing great and groovy? I hope so. Uh, for the person that's in the back, Ashley, I'm sorry, I have my notes right here. Are you good? She's good. All right, there you go. So, uh, Pastor Neil, uh, who is our lead pastor, if you're a guest with us today, uh, I am not the lead pastor. That is Pastor Neil Cheshire. He is actually on a prayer retreat right now. And uh, so I'm going to ask you guys throughout this uh, day um, to be praying for him, that God would just speak to him, uh, whatever he's, you know, seeking from God for this coming year and, uh, and all that good stuff. But um, I had the opportunity to speak with you guys this morning, and uh, I am honored to do that. Uh, if you have been here over the last couple of months, you know that we've been talking about, or Pastor Neil has been talking about, um, having ears to hear the voice of God, basically. Um, you know, listening for God's voice is such an important thing as a, as a believer. Uh, and there's a lot of different ways that they may happen. They might happen through uh, reading the word. It may happen through someone speaking uh, a word from God to you. It may be God speaking directly to you. It may be something happens in prayer time. There's a lot of different ways that God can speak to you. And so today, we're going to kind of wrap all this stuff up. Uh, he kind of wrapped it up last week, but as I was studying this week, um, this is what I felt God told me to, to do. And so this is what we're going to do. So we're going to practice listening to what God says about us. And uh, so last week at the end of the message, uh, Pastor Neil challenged us to, uh, to sit and to listen to what God was speaking uh, maybe to you uh, or to myself about somebody else. And uh, he said throughout the week, if, if God gives the opportunity or he's told you something about somebody that you need to share with them uh, to do it. And so if there is anybody here that had that opportunity or like felt God spoke something to you to speak to somebody else, I hope you had the opportunity this week to do that uh, for them. Um, today, uh, as, we, as we practice uh, listening to, to, um, to what God says about us, I want you to listen to these words. It's Matthew 13, 16. It says, but blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Blessed are your eyes because uh, are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. And so my prayer for each one of us today is that our eyes and our ears we open to hear and see uh, whatever it is that God wants uh, to speak to us um, and what God says um, we are uh, to Him. And so um, I pray that we walk out of here encouraged and, uh, and challenged and um, closer to our Heavenly Father. Let's pray. God, we thank you again for this opportunity to come together in this place. And Lord, I just pray that you just be with us as we uh, jump into your word. I pray that uh, the words that come out of my mouth, God, would be uh, your words. I pray that uh, you just help for all of us, God, to have our, our ears and our eyes open to hear and see whatever it is. And, and God, most importantly, our, our heart open uh, to receive and to live out uh, whatever it is that you speak to us today. And God, we also pray for Pastor Neil right now as he's uh, on this prayer retreat. I just pray, God, that you uh, would speak um, just clarity to him, God, as he uh, seeks your face uh, for direction for this next year. Um, God, we just uh, are so... Uh, honored and humbled to be a part of this church, this community, and I just pray that you'd be with us uh, today. Thank you again for the kids that are in with us today. I just pray that you would um, bless them and bless all of our, our workers and, and volunteers this morning. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so my day job is that I work at a uh, school for severely disabled kids, and um, it's, it's an awesome place. I love that school. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's very challenging sometimes, but I, but I love that job. 
and I love those kids, and uh, I've learned a lot from those kids. Um, there's so much to learn when you just observe, you know? Uh, so I've got a kid in my class. His name is Riley, and uh, he's 16 years old. He's the same age as my son, and I've known Riley since he was like five years old. Well, Riley's favorite thing to do is uh, anytime he sees his reflection, it can be in like the smallest little tiny piece of metal on a desk, uh, he stops and he gets right in there and he gets focused on himself and he looks at himself and he smiles really, really big and then he kisses himself <laughs> every time. We can be on the playground. We've got playground stuff with like reflective stuff on it. He'll stop and he'll, and he'll look at you and he'll look at himself and he'll look at you and look at himself and then he kisses himself. And sometimes it's a lingering kiss. I'm just going to say, I'm like, hey, Riley, easy there, buddy. Uh, but Riley loves himself. Riley sees himself as awesome, as amazing, as perfect. How often do we walk by our reflection and not see that? Riley sees how God created him. He sees his reflection and he loves it. He loves himself and he shows it in just a beautiful, beautiful way. And there's too many times I know in the mornings when I'm getting ready to shave or brush my teeth and I'll look in that mirror and I'll go, Phew. time, time is not doing well to me, right? I'm just saying, but in all of us, right? You look at yourself and what do we see? The first things that we see most of the time are our imperfections. We see the things that we aren't crazy about about ourselves. Maybe it's those bags under our eyes. Maybe it's wrinkles. Maybe it's skin blemishes. You know, remember being a teenager and that all the time, right? Do you remember that? Uh, teenagers, you're, you're getting there. Those of you that aren't teenagers yet, you will. Oh, they're, they're gone. Yeah, darn. They're watching. Well, maybe they're watching. I think they're in the back. But um, anyways, we see things in ourselves, and we're not always happy about what we see. We see things that... Uh, that the world would call our imperfections and, and that we should get fixed, right? Um, well, that's not what God sees. What God sees in us is like what Riley sees in himself. Riley sees this awesome kid, and he can't resist to love himself. You see, God created us in his image, and in his eyes, we're all beautiful the very first thing that God said about mankind when he created them was this. Uh, Genesis 1, and 31 says, Then God blessed them and said, and this is after he created man and woman, said, Then God blessed them and he said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. And then God looked over all that he had made, and he saw that it was very good. So God blessed humankind, mankind. He gave us dominion over all that he created. And he said, it's good. This is good. This is exactly what I envisioned. He created us in his image, and he gave us all that he created. And he spoke goodness over us as his creation. So if we don't see ourselves through God's eyes, 
or if we only see the imperfections, we're missing out on what God sees in us. And so in today's world, almost every advertisement we see, right? And here's the thing. If you're like on social media, you might say something to somebody about acne. The next thing you know, every advertisement on your feed is about acne. Am I wrong? Or if you hit a certain age, it's all about your prostate (laughs) or whatever. And it's like, how in the world do they know? They know, okay? They know. They know everything about you. If you've got an Alexa in your house, shut that puppy down. I'm just saying. She knows everything. (laughs) But, you know, everything that we see is about, you know, like wipe away your wrinkles, right? Or have abs or buns of steel. Feel 20 years old again. If you're over 40 right now, how much would you love to feel 20 again? Come on. Right? But that wasn't God's design, right, either? I mean, we age, and that's okay. We get, we get wiser. Right, Mike? We get wiser. And we get more distinguished. And every wrinkle has a story. Okay? Or we're told that we're not enough if we don't have the right job or we don't make enough money or we don't have the perfect family or our social media life doesn't have enough followers right I mean that's what society tells us but if we shut the world out and we're just like you know what I don't care about that stuff so much if we just shut that out and listen to what God says instead um, we have cause to be comforted and encouraged Psalm 139, 14 says, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. A few times ago that I spoke, I used that that verse, um, I think, as my key verse. And it's so true. Like, we are his craftsmanship, his workmanship. Uh, You know, each one of us uh, is is a one of a kind. We're all a unique creation. That he took time to, to mold and, and breathe into and create. Every one of us. And not just on the outside, but on the inside too, right? It's not just what you look like. Uh, what you look like is just the shell of what people see, right? But who you are is what's going on in here. And it's not your job. That doesn't, that's not who you are. Your job is not who you are, Right? Your job or your, your who you are is what comes out of you. Like who you are as like whether you're a, a father or a, a, a brother or a sister or a husband, a follower of Jesus Christ, uh, all those different things, that's who you are. It's not, I'm a carpenter, you know, I'm the plumber. But that's what we do, right? Like, hey, I'm Jim, I'm the plumber, you know, um, or I'm a plumber, but it's who, who we are is, is who God created us to be. And so I want to focus on three questions today. Um, the first one is this, because we're, we're kind of talking about self-image and, and how we see ourselves, and then what God, of course, sees about us or, or talks about us. And so number one question is this. In your own mind, how does your self-worth line up with being created in God's image? Okay? So in your own mind, how does your self-worth line up with being created in God's image? If we look back at Genesis 127, it says that God created human beings in his 
own image. Right? So, only speaking for myself, I need to be more like Riley. I need to be more like Riley. Not just that when I see myself in the mirror, I'm like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) But when I think about my life or I think about where I am, whether, whether I'm in the middle of a struggle or whether I'm like super close to God that day or I'm super far away from God that day, when I reflect on who he created me to be, I need to see, okay, God, you created me. I'm in your image and this is who I am. I'm compassionate. I'm caring. I'm humble, I'm honest, I'm whatever it is that, you know, God is speaking to you or God has has put in you as a person. That's who you are. It's not, oh man, I'm just the biggest loser. I'm not good looking. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not this. I'm not that. I don't have this. I don't have that. It's not about that. It's who God created you to be in his image. And that's how we need to see yourself. I need to be able to be like Riley and go, that dude's awesome right there. How's it going? Good morning, John. Fist bump the mirror, right? Don't hit it too hard. But those, that's, what, that's how we should respond, right? When we think about ourselves, or we reflect on ourselves, or we see our reflection is, good morning, handsome. I am created in God's image. I am his child, and I'm going to have an awesome day, and I'm going to do all these great things. But all too often, it's like, Oh, you again. You can have another crappy day, aren't you? Sorry. Or, oh, you're going to be struggling with that again, aren't you, today? Oh, well, got to go to my job that I hate with people I don't like, making very little money, coming home to a nagging wife, it's not, this is not, this is, <laughs> this is a story, okay? My wife's like, no, that's, that's not what I mean. I mean, I'm talking about like in general, right? Coming home to a empty house. Maybe you live by yourself. Maybe you come home and, and you're all alone. And that's hard too, right? So not seeing life that way, but seeing life through God's eyes. I want to see myself as God sees me. God is my creator, my heavenly father, um, and I want to see myself like he sees me. Uh, Psalm 139:17 says, "The thought or says, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered." So the thoughts that God has about me are, are that. They're precious. They're precious thoughts about me that can't be numbered. That's a lot. I can count pretty high. I did graduate college. But after you get to a certain point, you just kind of get, it's a long, that's a, there's a lot of numbers, right? But the thoughts that God has about me, the precious thoughts that God has about me cannot be numbered. God, who's my creator, if he has those precious thoughts about me, then if I'm going to see myself way he sees me then I should have those same thoughts about myself I want for me and you to realize just how amazing we are 
because in him we are complete we are amazing the second question is this do you do you see yourself as necessary in this church not just in this church but in the body of Christ do you see yourself as necessary are you important or do you come in here and just say, well, I'm here to occupy my space again for an hour and a half and go home? Do you see yourself as necessary in this church? And I have a confession to make. There have been times where I have felt that if I just went away from here or just stepped out of the body of Christ altogether, nobody would notice. Nobody would care. And I'm sure I'm not the only person that has felt that way in their life. Right? Where you're just like, you know, I'm done volunteering. I'm just tired. I don't want to be there anymore. I want to sleep in on Sundays. I'll just watch TV and do that thing. Right? Or I'm just going to step out of... Christianity for a while because I just I kind of been doing this church thing my whole life and I'm just kind of done with it nobody cares anyways nobody notices when I'm there or when I'm not there nobody calls me if I don't show up so why should I be there I'll just go kind of do my thing and then I'll get my stuff together and I'll come back eventually when I'm old right All too often, the big reason why people leave churches is because they don't feel connected to anybody. Or they become a Christian and they step away from all their party friends or whatever, or their party friends are like, oh, you're a loser now. You, you know, you got that Jesus thing going on, so, you know, we, we're, gonna, we're going out tonight, but, you know, you probably don't want to come anyway, so we don't, it just, you kind of get, quit getting invited, Right? But the number one reason why people leave church is because they don't feel connected. They come in and they sit and then they leave, right? They don't meet anybody and they just go. And the second reason is because they don't feel like they matter to the overall vision or mission or work of the church, right? Because they don't get plugged in. They, uh, they don't feel necessary to that church, we all belong to the body of Christ, every single one of us. Um, you've probably heard all this before, but, you know, an arm is different than an eye, right? They have two different functions. Um, your foot is different from your ear. Everything in your body is necessary, um, just like in the body of Christ. Everything and everyone is necessary. You see, God has gifted each and every one of us in different areas, right? Maybe some of you are, are gifted in this, and, and some of you are gifted in that. Some of you... If there were some of you that were uh, not gifted in this and came up here this morning, we would have had a completely different experience, right? I mean, seriously. And so, every one of us is important. Like, I made the coffee today, and it's fabulous, isn't it? Yeah. But then some other people might make the coffee who aren't, Gifted at making coffee. And it might be really bad. 
But maybe you're not connected in a way where you are using your gifts and your talents in the body of Christ. And so as a church, it's our, our job or our responsibility to help you get connected. But you also have to be vocal about it. You have to say, you know what? I'm here now. This is my church home. This is where I'm going to like lay down my roots, and this is my church. If that's you, if this is like, hey, this is my church, then we would love to help you get connected in using those gifts and those talents. But if you're like, hey, you know what? I've been doing that for 60 years. I'm just kind of coasting now. That's okay, too. I get that, right? I do understand that. But you still have gifts and talents and abilities that you can use, whether you're like an official volunteer or not, right? You can come by and put food in the pantry out there. Or you can just show up and, and hang out in the foyer and, and talk with people. And especially if you see someone you don't know, just be friendly to them, right? There's a million different things that can happen. But uh, if you are feeling like you're not connected, then come talk to me. Come talk to anybody that's already here, right? And we will help you find your place. And, you know, there's a place for you here. So that question about, do you see yourself as necessary in this church? I just want to tell you right now, you are necessary in this church. But you're also necessary in the overall body of Christ. Whether you're a big toe, an armpit, a nose, a forehead, it doesn't matter. You are important and you're necessary to, for, for God to accomplish all the things that he wants to accomplish on this earth. He needs every single one of us who believe in him, who follow him, to do the work that we're supposed to do. If we're just going to sit back and say, hey, I got my get out of hell you know, free card. I'm just going to coast now. I'm good. Then we're missing out on so much that God can do in us and through us. Romans 12, 6 through 8 says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, then be encouraging, right? If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Everybody needs kindness. So you are necessary. I am necessary. Let's use our gifts together to serve God, to serve this church, to serve our community, and to serve the world ultimately, right? Through missions, through outreach, through giving. Those are all important. So yes, you are necessary. And then finally, the third question uh, is this. And just uh, the other three are up there. Um, the other two are up there. So in your own mind, how does your self-worth line up with being created in God's image? And number two, do you see yourself as necessary in this church? And number three, are you trusting God to lead you in overcoming your self-doubts? So we already know that God, uh, you know, this, this whole idea of, of these three questions about God speaking to us, this, this in your own mind, how does your self-worth line up? Well, God created you in his image. He blessed us. And he told us to be fruitful and to multiply. And he said that we're good, that it's good. Everything that he created is good, right? And then number two, again, do you see yourself as necessary? Yes, because God gifted every one of us in different areas. And he wants us to use our gifts. And then number three, 
Are you trusting God to lead you in overcoming your self-doubts? You see, God is faithful always. He's faithful always. Even when we don't necessarily see it. When we don't feel him. When we don't see him. When we're not hearing his voice. God is faithful and he's always there. No matter what you feel about yourself, no matter what I feel about myself, if I feel worthless, if I feel lonely, if I feel like nobody cares, I do know this, God loves me. If you're feeling lonely, worthless, having self-doubts about yourself, God loves you. Not only are we loved, we're also valued and cherished by God. And no one is too far gone. No matter what you're feeling, how far away you think you are, God loves you, he values you, and he cherishes you. One way in overcoming your self-doubt is to stay connected. Right? To stay connected to your church community, to your family. Um, when you get outside of that, when you think, I can do it all by myself, and you go out on a limb, that limb usually gets thinner and thinner and thinner the farther out you go, and at some point it's going to snap. And it's going to break. And what's going to happen? You're going to fall. You ever watch like a a squirrel get on a limb and he keeps going and keeps going and pretty soon that thing just keeps going down and down and down and pretty soon he's like, whoa, <laughs> you know, and then he's got to make a decision. I either go back or I jump. If we go out on a limb, if we go out by ourselves, then at that point we don't have anybody watching our back. We don't have anybody out in front of us helping lead us and we don't have anybody as our wingman, right? We're out there by ourselves. So, if you want to overcome self-doubt, stay connected with those around you. Stay connected with your church family, with your, with your personal family, with your friends. This right here, this, this place right here, this should be a safe place for everybody. You should be able to walk in here, no matter how bad things have been, and know that somebody here hopefully everybody here, cares about you. That they understand what you've gone through. And maybe your story is a little bit different than the person sitting next to you, but I guarantee you, if we look around this room, most people in this room have, somebody in this room has probably been through something very similar to what you've been through. Probably. Not exactly the same, but similar. Whether it be uh, losing a child, or divorce, or losing parents, um, abuse, addiction, loneliness, grief, all those things. Everybody in this room has experienced something similar, or somebody at least in this room has experienced something similar. So... Overcoming that self-doubt and, and, and seeing yourself how God sees you. Stay connected with those around you. Stay connected in your church. 
This should be a safe place where we feel valued, wanted, needed, and loved. Right? So don't isolate yourself. Get connected to a small group. Right? That's a great way to stay connected or to get connected. Coming to church on Sundays is awesome. But to really get deep in life with others, get connected in small groups or at least start branching out with those around you. Maybe go out for lunch after church. I don't know. But get connected somehow. Each one of us should have the uh, uh, opportunity to serve, give, love, and be loved in in a church community. And I hope that each and every one of you has that opportunity here. Um, Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So, are you trusting him? Am I trusting him to lead me in overcoming my self-doubts? Well, right there, God is my refuge. I need to put myself under his wings, right? You need to put yourself under his wings. When you're feeling like life is getting too difficult and you are looking at yourself and you're not seeing what you like, whether it be on the outside or the inside, know that God is your refuge and he's your strength. And he's always ready to help. So God wants to help us through our doubts. He wants to deliver us from our thoughts of worthlessness and loneliness and just not being important. Isaiah 26, 4 says, Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Dwayne Johnson is not the rock. Our Heavenly Father is the one that we can trust. He's the eternal rock. We're going to cut this a little shorter today just because we have kids in here and uh, I've already been told that the people greatly appreciated the fact that we were going to not go super long. (laughs) So we're going to start closing. I'm going to start wrapping this thing up. But um, Pastor Bill's going to come and, and just play something in the background. But I want us to take just a couple of minutes um, each one of us, the, the three questions will be up here on the, uh, on the screens. Three questions that we talked about today. In your mind, in your own mind, how does your self-worth line up with being created in God's image? I want you to think about that for a few minutes. How does your self-worth line up with being created in God's image? Do you see yourself on the outside and the inside like Riley My student sees himself. Do you love yourself? Do you want to embrace and kiss yourself when you see yourself? Or when you think about what's going on inside? Do you still love that person? Do you love the person that you are right now? And maybe, maybe you used to be different. Maybe you used to be like this happy, like just positive person. And because of life's circumstances, you become bitter and negative and angry. 
God wants to bring back that confidence in you of being created in his image because he sees you in a completely different way than you see yourself. So in your own mind, how does your self-worth line up with being created in God's image? And then number two, do you see yourself as necessary in this church or in the body of Christ? Maybe you're kind of new here and you're like, well, I really haven't had an opportunity to get to know people or whatever. My prayer is that you'll stick around and get to know people more. And my other prayer is that those of us who do call this our church home, if there are people that you don't know here, that you'll do your best, that I'll do my best to get to know them, to help get them plugged into this family. Because if you're here, my belief is that God brought you here for a reason. And that's so you can have relationship with others and that you can use your gifts and your talents and your abilities to further his kingdom through this church community. So if you're wondering, are you necessary? You are necessary to the body of Christ and to this church. He needs you and we need you. He wants for you to use those gifts and those talents and those abilities that he's given you because that's why he gave them to you. So if you're all, you are a teacher, teach well. If you're an encourager, encourage others. If you are kind, kind well, right? Be kind to others. If God has gifted you with hanging out with kids and loving kids do that if he's gifted you with the ability to, to play an instrument or to sing or to lead others in worship then get plugged in and lead a, help lead us into his presence And then number three, are you trusting God to lead you in overcoming your self-doubts? Are you trusting him that he can be the one that will help you see yourself like Riley sees himself, like God sees you? Ultimately, he's the only one that can do that. But don't go out there by yourself and try to do it on your own. Stay plugged in. If you're in a small group here at this church, then talk to your leaders and say, you know what? I'm having a hard time right now. I don't like what I see when I look in the mirror on the inside or the outside. I don't like, this, I don't like the reflection that I'm getting back. It's a little darker than it used to be. somebody because they want to help you and can help you but God's the one that's going to give you the strength to do that know that he's your refuge and your strength in that and finally with our hearts bowed I want you to listen to these words it's Psalm 8 1-9 through 
Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your flow, uh, because, sorry, because of your flows to still the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which uh, you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you would care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands and have put all things under his feet, all sheep and, and oxen and all the beasts of the field the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the path of the seas. O Lord, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. God, as we uh, close this morning, Lord, I pray that each and every one of us would see your majesty. seen all of your creation and we know that what you have created you have given us as as mankind dominion over that God you created that not just for your enjoyment but you created it for ours as well the fact that you um, blessed us after you created us and gave us that authority over your creation and talked about how good it was and is. God, I pray that we would see um, that we are created in your image. God, I pray that each person here, um, wherever they're at right now, whether they're uh, walking right hand in hand with you or maybe they've stepped away for a time God I pray that we would realize that in your eyes we're amazing we're beautiful that we're created in your image and God I also pray that we would recognize that we are necessary to this church body and to the body of Christ worldwide. God, that each one of us plays a role in your purpose and your plan for this world. And then finally, God, I pray that we would trust, that we would trust you uh, to help us when we uh, don't like what we see in ourselves, that God, we would trust you to lead us uh, back into your glory and lead us back into uh, realizing just how amazing you are and how amazing we are. God, help us this week to be like Riley. love the reflection that we see in the mirror. We love you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here today and
you don't see yourself like Riley sees himself, talk to somebody. It can be the person next to you. It can be someone you came with. It can be myself. It can be really anybody. But talk to somebody and just say, you know what? I'm not feeling it. I'm, I'm hurting. We would love to pray with you and talk with you and let you know that you are God's creation and you're in his image and he loves you and you're necessary and you're needed and you're wanted and you're amazing. So I pray that you go out of here this day, today, feeling that way because you guys are awesome. So have a great week. Love you guys.